This angel delivers the best news that a lost and dying world needs to hear. Hello and welcome to the Rooted Together podcast, a podcast which aims to root you in Christ through his word together. I'm your host, Charles Hegwood, and today we conclude the book of Matthew in chapter 28, the day dawned on the third day, but the world looked different. It felt different. We are about to look in on the events that forever changed the world. It truly was a new day. You see, death had been defeated and the curse of sin broken. That ancient enemy had been crushed and Jesus walked out alive and well from the grave. We now look at the resurrection of Jesus. You see that Jesus is worthy of all of our worship and praise and has given to us his authority and power to reach the world for his kingdom with his message and good news. So verses 1 through 10, we look at the resurrection specifically here. And we have the women, remember them, they saw, they were facing the tomb when he was put in. These are the women like Mary Magdalene and Mary, the, the mother of the Zebedee twins, James and John. So she's actually with, with them a lot. And now she's going to the tomb. We know from other gospels, she's going to the tomb to finish the burial ritual they weren't able to do because of the Passover three days ago. But all they find is an angel. Scary enough to have scared the guards. I mean, understand this angel comes down and these guards who are really battle-hardened men are like dead men before this angel. They don't even want to fight. And this angel delivers the best news that a lost and dying world needs to hear, and that is that Jesus is not there because he has risen. He is risen indeed. Jesus was alive again, and we know today he is alive forevermore. Then they meet Jesus not far from there, alive and well. What a beautiful moment when they when Jesus says greetings and they fall down and they worship at his feet and he tells them, tell the boys to go meet me in Galilee just like I said I would. And it is a beautiful, beautiful moment. One that should inspire us and give us hope. One that we get to look in on and one day we get to like those women and like the disciples will do later, fall at the feet of Jesus and worship him alive and well as we will also be alive and well forever more. So let's look at the soldiers in verses 11 through 15. Keep in mind, there's this plot to discredit the resurrection. They mentioned it in chapter 26. It's now set into motion because these guards show up to the Sanhedrin saying, look, he's gone. He walked out of the tomb. We kept the disciples out, but we couldn't keep him in. And they hatch a plot and a plan so that they could discredit the resurrection claim. But keep in mind that this the, the claim itself that they come up with is quite crazy, right? Because the Pharisees are like, well, just say that the disciples 
took his body. They overpowered you and took the, took his body. And I'm going to be honest, if I'm a first century believer, I think I would believe just as I do now that that's a little crazy. Think about it. Are you telling me that a group of commoners overpowered a unit of guards? They stole a body without shedding any blood. So they not only overpower these guards, they do it in a way that doesn't even wound them or injure or kill any of them, but they're able to overwhelm them, subdue them, and take the body. It amazes me that this was the response that the people who knew who Jesus was and that he, in fact, had risen from the dead, this is the response that they give to the resurrection to make up a story as crazy and unbelievable as that story was that, again, a group of commoners and women overpowered these battle-hardened guards, took a body, and by the way, no one got hurt. That's just a little hard to believe. Even for the first century, they would have said that something smells wrong. But that's what they begin to tell people. And in fact, the Pharisees say, hey, listen, we'll give you this large sum of money. And if it gets up the pilot, like who could kill you for this? Don't worry, we'll handle him. We know how to, to kind of calm him down a little bit. And yet these people knew the whole time that Jesus really did rise from the dead. They understood he was not in the tomb anymore. They understood what that meant. And yet they still chose to live the lie and to push the lie instead of submit to the truth. It's amazing how a cold heart can deny what is plainly true in front of your eyes. And yet we have to think about it. How many times do we fail to worship God? Even though we know who he is, we know he is true and the true king, and yet we somehow fail to worship him when we fail to submit to him, when we choose instead to bow down to sin. So we look at those soldiers and we look at those Pharisees and we go, how could they? And we have to look at a mirror and we have to look at ourselves and say, how could we? How could we not worship what we plainly know to be true every day, all the time. We fail to worship God, even though we know who he is, that he's the king. People can know of God, and they can still reject him. And they always have, and they always will. So what I mean by that is don't be surprised when you meet people in church who turns out not to be a believer. They know of God. They might know the Bible really well. They know a ton about Jesus. They may even have get this, a Bible degree or even a seminary degree, and yet they don't truly know Jesus. They just know of him, and yet they choose and and, and continue to fail to worship him and fail to bow down and submit to him. And they always have, just like the Pharisees did, and they will continue to do so. So don't be surprised. Instead, look at yourself and make sure that we are in right worship of our holy, holy God. And then we now go to Galilee in the last words. You see, Jesus went to Galilee to meet his disciples, those who were his closest friends on earth. And when they see him, Oh, what a sweet reunion it was. They embrace him and worship ensues. You see, when you understand who Jesus really is, you will worship him. If you don't worship him, you don't really get it. 
they know who he is and they have submitted fully to him and they are worshiping him rightly as king. And yet, even as they do this, and yet even as they see him physically alive again, Matthew says there are some who doubt. And what does Jesus do when those people doubt? Jesus, their friend, draws near to them and begins to speak. I think he comes near to them. I think he comes to those who doubt, and he puts his hand on their shoulders. Think of the the event with Thomas where he says, look at my hands, feel my side. I think, too, there's a little bit of doubt because even though they're worshiping him, there's a doubt of knowing, are you leaving again? What will we do? And notice what Jesus says to that. Jesus, their friend, Jesus, our king, draws near to them and tells them, one, since he has all power, he now gives it to them to go and to use it and to tell people about him. They will go with all authority to make disciples everywhere they go. You see, we have this pattern of power, commission, and promise Jesus ends his last words with his disciples here with a promise to be with them until they breathe their last. And we have that same power, the power and authority that was given to Jesus is given to us to go, the same commission to go and to make disciples. And we also, in a complete act of grace, have the same promise that Jesus will be there with us every step of the way until we breathe our last and see him face to face. It is with that we go to the world to proclaim Jesus, the Messiah, the son of Abraham, the son of David, as and is the true king. So all who believe will worship him. And one day, We will all worship Jesus together in one voice. And it's with that we conclude the book of Matthew. Thank you for joining me in the book of Matthew. I hope it has been a blessing. I hope it has been an encouragement and a challenge to your spiritual walk. And I look forward to joining you in the book of Joel next time. I'll see you there.